What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 304 of the Not Born This Way podcast, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company and Not Born This Way brand apparel. I think that might be the first time I've actually got the number right that I say that's actually listed on the on the podcast itself. But anyway, not important, kind of comical. Um, what I wanted to talk about today was uh, success and the self-image. I believe there are obviously numerous factors involved in a a person's success uh, and ability to achieve success in in different areas. Um, One of the things we'll find, so I'm going to do an upcoming seminar at the gym uh, about, um, you know, kind of how to succeed um, at everything. And I have another one also called uh, How to Succeed in a World More Qualified Than You, uh, which I love that one. But the How to Succeed in Everything is based on the idea that successful people tend to be successful at numerous things. Uh, So you'll find somebody who's successful in uh, athletics or getting into shape and fitness. And then they also uh, do well financially and in their business. And then they also have a pretty good uh, relationship. Now, sometimes they might have a glaring weakness in one area, right? So you'll know the guy who's in great shape and has a wonderful uh, financial acumen in a big business, but he can't keep uh, a girlfriend or a wife or, you know, vice versa. So you do see that sometimes. But my point is that there are certain success, you know, kind of traits that are consistent among people who succeed. Uh, this is also why you see people who might make it big financially or have a great relationship and get divorced or have a, a, a business fall apart or go bankrupt and they find uh, another great marriage and they get their put their lives back together or they start a new business or they uh, go from being bankrupt to millionaires again. There are... Uh, the traits that got them there in the first place, they might make some mistakes like we all do, but they can rely on those traits to get them back uh, to success. So one of those traits, and I, I, I would go so far as to say I think it's the most important, is um, the self-image, right? The, the self-confidence and just the way that we uh, perceive ourselves, right? Because if we don't believe that we can do it, I can assure you that no one else will. Now, occasionally you will uh, have self-doubt, of course. Uh, I do, and everyone does. Everyone who will admit it, who has achieved, uh, has it. And and probably has it as much as everybody. But they are over able to overcome it um, with uh, self-belief. So where do we get uh, a positive self-image? How do we develop self-belief, right? Uh, so I think, again, there's never just a one answer, but I believe the answer is um, a variation of this. We develop self-reliance and self-belief and self-confidence um, and positive self-image by overcoming things. I think it's in, in human nature to want to overcome obstacles. And you see this from childhood, right? You can watch kids as they grow. They they want to try to walk. They want to try to climb that thing. They want to try to wrestle with each other and win. They want to. They run races. We are constantly finding ways 
to compete against ourselves, against others, against Mother Nature. Now, at times, our culture has kind of cultivated this culture of um, apathy. And we can get to a point where we're successful enough to not need to go out and overcome, right? So we're in a society where we don't have to um, go out and hunt and kill for our food. So we don't have that, uh, you know, however many hundreds of years ago, uh, whoever was in charge of going to get the food didn't have the option of not being physically capable. So he or she had to become strong, fast, powerful, skilled to be able to go um, bring home the bacon, so to speak. Um, We don't have to do that now. You know, we can uh, order it from Whole Foods and have it brought to our house. Uh, if we aren't struggling financially, we don't have to go out there and hustle. If we don't think we're going to get into a, a fist fight, we don't have to go learn how to fight. If we don't care about what our body looks like, we don't have to eat properly and train hard. So it's very easy to kind of default to doing nothing. Um, and when we default to doing nothing, our subconscious uh, is very aware of that. And so there is no real self-worth built up because the self con- the the con- subconscious rather knows we haven't uh, accomplished anything. So I think if you were to give somebody a million dollars, if you were to uh, give someone you know bicep implants, they don't have the confidence that came from the person that earned a hundred dollars they don't have the confidence that came from someone that built bigger biceps you know i think we as a society uh kind of reward financial success uh someone with a good physique someone who's really strong someone who's really fit um, because we know that uh it's hard work that went into accomplishing that if we find out that someone's wealthy but it was handed to them by their dad uh we don't have the same levels of respect as we do for someone who uh kind of was you know self-made or you know earned it themselves you know if we have someone that has button bicep implants we don't have the same respect as someone that built uh, a strong set of glutes and some some big arms from working out so how do we develop it i think is fairly simple is we have to consciously put ourselves into challenging situations and overcome them and i think the reason this is hard for people is that we have a tendency to uh not scale this properly and again it's a lot like the person who uh decides they're sick of this they want to get in shape lose weight and get healthy and then they try to go from three fast food meals a day and no a completely sedentary sedentary workout to uh, a gluten-free, you know, keto diet and work out seven days a week. Uh, And that's way too hard. Uh, And then they'll inevitably struggle, fail, and then uh, teach their their self-image or their subconscious that they aren't successful, right? And then they're less likely to try again. Where if we were to undertake challenges that are Uh, smaller and more doable and look at it as part of a process right that we're not we're not settling for that lower degree challenge but we understand that that's the first rung on the ladder and confidence begets confidence so 
uh, if we are to take on a small challenge and say, hey, if I, I'm going to use that same example, we say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, if I'm eating fast food three times a day for the next two weeks, I'm going to only eat fast food twice a day, and I'm going to try to eat fruit and protein uh, at home for my other that third meal that I would normally eat fast food, uh, and then we accomplish that, and we say, hey, I did it, and now for two weeks, I'm going to add a 30 minute walk uh, every day. And then I'm going to make that 30-minute walk into a 45-minute walk two weeks later. And then I'm going to maybe join the gym two weeks later and try to go work out once a week with a trainer. Now I'm going to cut out my second fast food meal. I'm going to replace that with another home-cooked meal and so on, right? Every time I am able to check off one of those boxes, uh, I am proving to myself that I can succeed and I can overcome challenges. And this this confidence bleeds into other areas, right? So uh, I'm feeling this particularly strong lately because um, as most of you know, you know, I've been struggling with my own personal workout regimen for the past year. Uh, I think we're coming up on right about a year when I uh, fell off the ladder, separated my, or dislocated my shoulder. Um, and that was coming across, coming after uh, a period of time where I was just kind of really burnt out from powerlifting and really feeling aches and pains everywhere i was i would joke a lot that i felt like i was 100 years old overnight so everything kind of hurt so i was kind of losing steam on my power lifting uh wasn't really sure what to do with my body because doing nothing was not an option uh started jujitsu and uh then i got hurt so i was just kind of in no man's land for a long time uh, i was able to start practicing jujitsu again but at you know limited capacity uh but my lifting has just really sucked um but over the last three weeks i found a fantastic therapist who's helped me with my shoulders um they've been hurting so much up until two weeks ago that i really haven't been able to do like five push-ups so i could do like a handful of exercises but nothing substantial uh so i've lost a lot of muscle mass a tremendous amount of strength um and then i've not been working out because of it so I'd train a couple times a week jujitsu, but I would not really be working out. And if I did, it was not hard. You know, it was really in my, in my perspective, it was a two on a 10 scale for a year. So, uh, I felt that impact other areas of my life because I wasn't challenging myself or pushing myself. So in a normal time, pre, pre this injury, I'd work out four or five times a week and have to do stuff that I didn't like have to do stuff that was hard and I'd make myself do it. Uh, I got into the, uh, cold shower thing, um, a while back. I'm drawing a blank on his name now, but, um, who, uh, is a big fan of the breathing work and, uh, cold water immersion stuff. Um, William Hoff read his book and started doing his cold water therapy last spring. And that was awesome. And same concept. It's fucking miserable to get into a freezing cold shower or freezing cold pool or freezing cold ice bath or the ocean. But it builds this mental toughness that you can do uncomfortable, crappy stuff. Uh, and somewhere along the line, I got away from that too. And I just started that again. So restarting my workouts, you know, hard workouts, doing things that I don't want to do. So again, I had to write myself. Actually, I didn't even write it. I, I found a program that I liked to follow. Because I get in trouble writing my own program. And most of you guys will do the same. Don't write your own programs. Get someone to write your program. Because you will write a program that doesn't have the stuff that you hate. <laughs> and that's part of it. So I have a program that has stuff I don't like to do. 
I'm forcing myself to do conditioning that I don't always like to do. I'm forcing myself to start eating a specific type of diet, so gluten-free, in order to potentially minimize my vertigo episodes that I've also been having for the past couple weeks. Um, That'll be a different topic, but uh, going uh, gluten-free is a big deal for me. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that, but I'm looking forward to the results of it. And honestly, now with this conversation, I'm looking forward to the challenge. So I'm training hard again. I'm eating in a diet that is, um, you know, not what I would choose to have, right? It's going to be difficult. Uh, I'm not drinking alcohol. I am still training jujitsu. I'm trying to, I'm adding more, uh, conditioning work, which I don't really enjoy. Um, and all of these things are hard. I'm adding back the cold water showers. All of these difficult things, literally, as soon as I am done with the shower, as soon as I am done with the workout, as soon as I am done with the meal, even if it's just once, I immediately feel accomplished and better. I immediately feel my self-confidence go up, my self-belief go up. So I truly believe that it's putting yourself in positions to win these little battles all the time that builds confidence and and it translates into other things so people have asked me a lot when i whenever i tell my uh on every podcast i'm ever on as a guest or every interview i ever do i'm bored with my own story because it's always my kind of origin story right like from high school to now and i've got it down pat and i remember the highlights and the low points and so forth and uh you know it's kind of a cool story i guess but whenever i tell it People are always struck by um, how many times my wife and I together and also individually before we even met took these really big chances and went and did things where um, it's kind of risky. You know, I I uh, moved to New York City, went to New York City to uh, try to start a successful personal training career from New Jersey. And I, I didn't know anybody and I didn't really know what I was doing. And I went for it. And then we decided together to move to Florida and open up a business there. And we knew uh, just a couple relatives uh, and we decided to go for it. And then we decided we don't want to live in Florida anymore. And we moved to Maine and we don't know anybody here. And we want to go for it and start these different opportunities and try different things and take a lot of chances. And and honestly, when I before I did the New York thing, I actually couldn't be- I'm like the opposite of that. Like I couldn't believe that people, single people would just move across the country by themselves and take a new job. Like that blew my mind. I didn't know how people just didn't stay in their hometown even. Uh, So having my wife as a partner and a willing uh, participant in all this risk taking was huge for me. I don't think I would have done it alone, but I did do the New York City part uh, before I met her. So people will ask, you know, what's the key to How do you have the confidence to go do that? How do you know you're going to be successful? And I had to think about that for a while. And I said, you know, I don't know that I'm going to be successful, but I know that I'm going to be all right. And I think that's the difference is I have a belief in my own and in my wife's and in us as a couple in our ability to persist and to find a way to be all right. So what I mean by that is if we moved here and I, I didn't even plan to open the gym at the time, but I knew that when I we, we decided together as a couple to take the chance and have me leave my job and open the gym. I knew that even if the gym didn't work as planned, that we would be okay. I knew that I could find other ways to make a living. I knew that she could carry us if we had to. Um, I knew when we moved to Florida that I could find clients. If the gym never opened, 
because something fell through, I could just train people. Um, I knew that I was willing to cut lawns if um, I couldn't find any place to train people. So there's a, a belief in yourself that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win the, the challenge, you're going to succeed in the business, but you know that you're going to succeed ultimately even if it looks different than you plan. And even if you're going to lose the match or you're going to lose the marathon or not win the thing, uh, you're still going to be all right. It's not going to shatter your life. Uh, I think when you don't have that self-confidence and self-reliance, you're, you're, if you lose the match, you're gonna, uh, that's your whole world. You know, If your business doesn't succeed, that's your whole world. And when you b- develop confidence, uh, you're, you're more comfortable with losing or with things not going as planned. And you know that you can, uh, you can figure it out. You can try again. You can come back and win. So uh, my takeaway from this, guys, would be to find things. And again, people, people shit on the cold water challenge. And I understand the shitting on it too. But the point is that it's something that everyone can do. You don't have to make it freezing cold. You don't have to do an ice bath. I hate cold showers. I hate cold water. So I always resisted doing this as long as i've known about it because it sounded fucking terrible but until i read about it and understood the benefits of it both physically because there are a lot of physical benefits to it and psychologically and it made sense uh and i knew how i could do it i eased into it i took a hot 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 i mean almost too hot shower for 10 minutes and then at the end of it i'd start making it cold i wouldn't turn it all the way as cold as it go i just make it uncomfortably cold and do it for 30 seconds and then that was terrible and i'd shut it off real quick and get out and after a week i made it 45 seconds and i made it a tiny bit colder and what i did what i found when i got to a minute or a minute and a half and then when i also started doing it in pools i've never i didn't do it as an ice bath because i had a like a little kiddie pool in the backyard that was cold in the spring so i just did it in that i forget what the temperature was it wasn't nowhere near an ice bath but it was cold it sucked I found that after, but if I counted to 30 seconds, if I could make it to 30 seconds, my body seemed to kind of start producing its own heat and I would warm up and feel pretty okay. Uh, and that happens in the cold shower too. So I, have to, so I, I literally count to the 30 second point and then it almost feels like the water got warmer. And then little by little, you just make it a minute and a half, two minutes, make it a little colder. Maybe try it in the ocean or a pool. Maybe uh, bite the bullet and get um a tub and make an ice bath um and use cold water first and then add a little bit of ice and then you know but like you don't have to jump into the full ice thing tomorrow after hearing this and then jump out and think that was awful and then never do it again right don't try to start out with a you know two-hour crossfit workout like go for a walk do a couple push-ups like and understand that's not gonna cut it but it's important to succeed, 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 succeed. So you're feeding your body and your mind and your subconscious this, this uh, message that you succeed at things you decide to do. And then little by little, those things become bigger. And you already believe that you're a winner. You believe that you're going to succeed in things because you have done it. Your body knows, your, your subconscious knows when you're full of shit. So you can't try to convince yourself that you put in the work when you know you haven't right um, people would ask me like hey are you gonna do a you know jiu-jitsu competition like hell no because they're not anytime soon because i have not put in the correct amount of work i'm not i'm not there you know um and i know that so i would be faking it if i pretended i had confidence going into any kind of competition if i was going to do a kind i never did a powerlifting meet for the same reason is that i knew 
I wasn't putting in the work that I would need to be putting in to compete. Um, so I enjoy it. And I love it, and I do it as hard as I can when I can, but I am not at a level. I, I, my subconscious knows my level of commitment and my work is not up to what it should be for somebody that's uh, competing in one of these sports. Um, anyway, hope that helps, guys. Uh, find some hard stuff to do. Do it so it's like a little hard at first. Gradually make it harder so that you can train your subconscious into knowing that uh, you can do hard things and you can succeed. I'll talk to you soon.